0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Non-Technical, where I, your host Alexis Gay, interview influential folks from the tech and business world and beyond about everything except their resumes. Today we have Ankur Nagpal from Teachable, though they've done a lot of other super impressive, really interesting things prior to that, which I'm probably not going to ask them about. Ankur, thanks for being here.
1: Yeah, this is a blast. I've talked about online courses about as much as humanly possible. So looking forward to this.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm so excited to have you and to not ask you about online courses. Let's do it. This episode is brought to you by WorkLife, the first venture capital firm designed for a new era where work is more creative and anyone can start something, where life is more flexible and not tied to an office, where everyone is a triple threat. Discover the latest tools to start your own business from, well, anywhere like Tahoe, Tulum, or, you know, the spare room at your parents' house. I don't know. That's just an example. Whether it's a jewelry line, merch shop, or a podcast, WorkLife has backed tools for you, yes, you, to start a business without ever writing a line of code. Unless you really want to, and then by all means, they've got you covered on that too. Sign up for the WorkLife newsletter for interviews with creators and updates on new tools for your work life at worklife.vc. Before we dive into that, I do want to give our listeners a quick overview of your background. Anker is the founder and CEO of Teachable, an online platform that helps creators transform their expertise into income. Teachable is used by 30,000 creators to reach 30 million students, earning close to a billion dollars in sales. Additionally, Anker is an active angel investor and passionate about the creator economy, cricket, rap caviar, and old fashions. Me too, actually, on the old fashions front.
1: It's a, it's a beautiful cocktail. So...
0: Do you have a whiskey of choice?
1: It depends if I'm in a rye mood or a bourbon mood, but um, typically I've been using either bullet rye um, or makers.
0: Love that. I actually bartended for a little bit when I was younger and I was directed to make my old fashions with old overhaul, which is like a pure rye whiskey.
1: The only thing that's my pet peeve though, is if people use crushed ice, which to me is the biggest sin you can commit.
0: Oh my God.
1: Who does that? just terrible bars.
0: Actually, I have had that before. Yeah. I was horrified.
1: Yep. 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 It's horrible. It's horrible. Um, everything else, you know, as long as you use decent whiskey, it's a pretty easy drink. It's actually kind of hard to mess up, but yeah, no crushed ice ever.
0: I couldn't agree more. I'm looking for like a cube, like a solid cube. Yep. I will accept a sphere.
1: Yep. The only ice cubes I now own in my house are actually large old fashioned ice cubes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that's great. having water. Now it's just in a nice, beautiful, old fashioned ice cube.
0: What a way to class up a glass of water. I love that. That's a pro tip. Okay. So first question for you is this work is done for the day and you close your computer. Then what?
1: It depends on the day, but typically I, I, you know, either like to have some kind of physical activity plan, either a workout or like Mm -hmm. seeing a friend for a sport or once in a while, you know, just cook dinner and have an easy night. I think I probably like to stay in maybe once or twice a week. Any more than that, and life starts to get tricky. So March yeah. through May, as you can imagine, was was pretty miserable over here.
0: Totally get that. Yeah. That's great. And you were a fan of cricket growing up, right? More than just a fan, you actually played. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think, I mean, this is a pretty common thing amongst Indian kids. And I'm Indian. I grew up in Oman in the Middle East but age 7 to like basically 17 it was my one love like i that's all i did i i would take a cricket bat with me to school every single day i was a bit of a bully where i would withdraw the cricket bat i brought if if i did not agree with the decision people made um, oh really i wanted to play internationally that was like my dream and again I, I sort of had this moment of reckoning i want to say maybe age 13 or 14 when you kind of realize all the lies you've been fed about how good you are is just by people very nice to you. Um, And that's when I realized I was probably not going to make it. But either way, like playing sport has just been such a big part of my life. And I think sometimes, you know, the older you get, you you kind of want to go back to the things you enjoyed as a child. And for me, it's always been sport. It's always been some kind of competitive activity where I can arbitrarily feel like really good or really bad about myself based on how it's gone. (laughs) So, I
0: love that. Are there any games that you play where you get super competitive? Do, does that competitive spirit carry over?
1: Yeah, every single time in a way that it's sort of unhealthy, like even amongst people that I employ at work to whom I should be somewhat nice. Oh, I mean, no. I, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not great. Like, I'm the kind of person where like, if I lose a game, I will push to play another. Oh people will be like, it's, it's time to go home, dude. You know, like pack it up. No one cares who wins office ping pong.
0: Do you think people have started letting you win?
1: I hope not. That would be my. That would be the ultimate insult. (laughs) That would be the. That would be the ultimate insult. It's possible. It would probably be a good career move for someone. (laughs) It would be. It would be the ultimate insult if um if they let me. But no, I'm just very very competitive and like even back in the office, like in general, I don't care for a lot of office socializing, all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. But ping pong or any other kind of office game slash sport, I'd be there.
0: Totally. What about video games?
1: Video games were never quite my thing. I mean, there was a whole like smoking weed and playing Madden phase in college, but sure, sort, sure. Of, sort of, you know, as w- as one <laughs> tends to do. Oh
0: yeah, big yeah. Madden fan over yeah, here, yeah, as you yeah. might imagine. Uh, Love the way yeah. they throw that ball into the place. Other
1: people, players, sports. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like a, like, I feel like a real gamer will look at Madden and other sports games and not consider it gaming. So I've never quite been a gamer, but yeah, just like not beyond like college and that kind of stuff.
0: Totally. It sounds like you like to be really good at the thing that you're doing.
1: Yeah, I do. I, I, and some things I'm truly totally terrible at, which is fine. But for a lot of things, if I'm bad at it, I will like try and show up the next day practice and eventually become less bad at it.
0: I actually did that with Mario Kart because I love love with a passion, Mario Kart, but I am not as good at it as someone who loves it this much should be. And I swear to you, I have dedicated real time to getting better.
1: Would you ever? Would you ever hire a Mario Kart coach? Or is that is that too far?
0: Can I tell you the truth? I 100% would. I 100% yeah. would. Yeah. I looked up YouTube videos. Yeah. I was reading this book that helps you get better at sports. Yeah. And I was applying that. It's called the Inner Game of Tennis.
1: Actually, I've read that. I was I was gonna make fun of you for reading a book about getting better at sports, but I just realized I actually did read that book. <laughs>
0: look at that. Yeah. Pod yeah. calling the kettle competitive. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I read that and I was like, okay, I'm just going to channel these lessons and apply them to Mario Kart. And I do think that I got a lot better yeah. personally.
1: It blows my mind. I was reading about this company that's killing it, selling video game coaching, like one-on-one coaching to get oh, better sure. at video games. And that's a massive market it blows my mind.
0: That doesn't surprise me at all. Like but the I'm... fact
1: that you have esports on ESPN, it's 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 horrible.
0: You know, you're not into that?
1: Not a fan, not a fan. Worse than having the spelling bee on ESPN, in my opinion, even <laughs> though the spelling bee is the one sport my people are competitive at.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got, what about that pride?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is the only time I get to see Indian people on ESPN. So I will, I will give it to that. representation matters. Yep.
0: I think that that's nice. They have the spelling bee on ESPN because for someone like me, these are the only arenas (laughs) in which I could ever be competitive.
1: Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Kids apparently find video games to be the equivalent of sports, which is tragic, but that's where the world is.
0: What I like about the coaching thing, or I guess what I find is interesting about it is that in the same way, somebody might hire a tutor, for their kid to get better at a particular class they're interested in, you yep. can now hire a coach. But I don't... Yep. Do you think they have them for Mario Kart? I assumed it was just for things like Fortnite. I
1: guarantee you they have them for Mario
0: Kart. I may do some research after and, and let you know because <laughs> I would yeah. do that at least for like, I don't know, one session. I'd be curious. Yeah, yeah, what if I'm yeah. doing like one thing wrong? Yeah. If it's
1: if it's like any other kind of coaching, I know though that that's what I always hope. I'm like, oh, I'm probably doing one thing wrong. But they're always like, actually, you're doing everything wrong and you need to get substantially worse before you get better. But no, maybe you're just one little tweak away from being the best Mario Kart player in the world.
0: That would be massive yeah. for me yeah. and my life, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of things that I'm personally tragically bad at, do you do any cooking?
1: I do. I do cooking. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm specifically good at it, but it's something I enjoy doing more from like the uh, the act of creation versus mm. eating the food I cook. Eating the food I oh, cook really? is fine. I would never cook like on the weekend to like consume food for the week because that's that's boring. Mm. But I like to use it as a medium to create something. I, I enjoy that part. I don't like cleaning though. So
0: don't like cleaning. Okay. That, that is maybe a problem for you. Maybe a yeah. barrier to more cooking.
1: It's, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's how all the symbiotic relationships in my life have worked out. Like right now my brother is staying with me and it's a very clear, it's a very clear division of labor, right? Like he hates cooking. He's happy to clean. So
0: I'm like your brother. I'm happy yeah. to, cl- I'll clean. I'll, I'll cook. I just can't make any promises i also like to be good at the things that i do so i tend not to so cook. you
1: dislike you dislike cooking because you don't you don't think you're good at cooking or that's what third parties neutral third parties have included you're not good at cooking
0: actually i think people are trying to like boost me up like when i cook they're like this is good you know oh, yeah
1: but people don't give you accurate feedback the lack of feedback means it's truly awful
0: right it's good
1: is probably bad
0: yeah if it's really good, then you know because it's like laughter. You know when someone thinks something is funny. You yeah. know when yeah. somebody thinks something tastes good. Yeah. But the reason I don't like cooking is that I find the whole process overwhelming, start to finish, every part of it.
1: It can be, it can be a little stressful. Um, but I do find I don't know if it's like evolutionary or what, but there's something rewarding. I, I guess, like, now I kind of feel like my mom, where, like, now, like, it feels rewarding to, like, feed other humans. Oh, you know? that's there, so there's nice. some There's some part of it that, like, like feels, real- like, which is why I like cooking. I like cooking for other people. Yes. I sometimes like cooking for myself, but I don't sure. like the act of cooking the same thing just to, like, just for sustenance.
0: I, I agree with you. Like, meal prep would be hard for me.
1: Yeah. Um, but, like, like today is actually a very exciting cooking day where Ooh. I finally bought a smoker. I've never <gasps> used a smoker before. Oh,
0: what are you gonna smoke?
1: Um, a leg of lamb, actually a leg of goat.
0: That's massive.
1: Yeah, but it's 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 a, I, I'm guessing it's a subsection of a leg because it's like four okay. or five pounds. It's still like a large amount of meat, but it's four or five pounds. Not, I would imagine, the leg of an entire goat is heavier. I think it'll be super fun. It'll probably be terrible because I've never done it before and it looks pretty hard. It's my afternoon project that I'm super excited about.
0: Well, it sounds like in a matter of weeks, you'll be an expert at smoking goat meat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. And again, work from home life enables this where I have like 30 minutes blocked out of my calendar to get the smoker going. And then I'm back in meetings. Yeah. Hell while yeah. I'm like tending to it. So
0: we'll see. That's great. Yeah. So you mentioned cricket growing up as being a big part of your life. Have you ever been like the something person? I'm 90% positive. Okay. I'm a hundred percent positive. I was definitely like the drama girl in high school.
1: I, I was not a moniker as such, but I definitely... And again, you look at these things in retrospect and they become abundantly clear when you're going through it, you don't really realize it. Mm. Uh, But I was kind of a bully all through school. And again, I'm not, I wasn't beating people up. It wasn't through physical intimidation. I was just like kind of mean in a way that I just found it like enjoyable to, it was almost like my love language was to make fun of people. Mm, And I mm -hmm. tended to do it more to people I like, but in retrospect, I've been told since that, yeah, man, you were you were kind of kind of bullying people. Um, except you don't look at it with that lens.
0: Well, it sounds like some of those people are still in your life though.
1: Oh yeah, they're all in my life. They all just thought I was an asshole, but you know, you know, <laughs> in a friendly, in a friendly, in a friendly, like, yeah, man, you were kind of you were kind of a bully then. Um, but it's really funny because a lot of these people too, I look back and I'm like, You were substantially larger than me. Why didn't you just mm. like push me or beat me yeah. up or something? But yeah, no, that 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 was it. That was my that was my middle to high school life.
0: I mean, how nice to have people who are willing to call you on your bullshit. Yeah,
1: I feel like for whatever reason, or maybe it's, those are the people I choose to have in my life, but I feel like I get called on my bullshit a lot, actually.
0: So, I think that's important. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: I would like more people to call me on my bullshit. I you think. don't
1: feel like enough people call you on your bullshit? No. I, I, I can, I I can start. I can start. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd,
0: yeah. I'd appreciate yeah. it. I just feel like there are some things where I'll say to someone like, here's a concern I have. And they go, mm-hmm, I <laughs> yeah. told, that's yeah. a valid concern. And I think we all need to accept the reality that like, this thing is in my head and I made it up. And I'd yeah. like someone to say that to me. So I, I'll, I'll text you I'll, next I'll, time.
1: I'll, yep, yeah, I'll work on that. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. What's the tiniest hill that you're personally willing to die on? Like, I I don't like to impose my beliefs on other people. I'm kind of like, do what you want, you know? Uh, but I really struggle listening to TV commercials with the sound on. I hate it. I, so you
1: I, will, like, literally, like, watch TV that's so much effort. Like you will turn off the sound in oh, your commercial. Yes.
0: 100%. It's worth it. Oh, that's such a labor intensive activity. Oh no. There's no ROI. They're huge, yeah. massive oh, ROI for highly, the highly one disagree. second it takes me to hit mute. And then back and then back. Okay. The two seconds. So you're doing,
1: so you're doing this like six times every 30 minutes, 12 times and an I'm hour. And I'm fine with that. Wow. It's a price,
0: a time price I'm willing to pay. And then I'm literally willing to pay the actual price online (laughs) by having no, I pay for all the services. So I have no commercials. I hate them. Yeah. I really do.
1: One of the things, and this, and again, in general, I find a lot of things surprising from the lens of growing up internationally and then coming to America. One of the things I found strange about America is the desire to put sweet shit in otherwise perfectly good things <laughs> oh, that have no reason yeah. to to be sweet like i can never ever have sugar for breakfast ever me like, neither it's, it's disgusting. Or even the idea of a pb and j i don't i think this is the only country that, that recognizes that as actual food really yeah can't do it oh would rather die
0: as a- <laughs> not to be dramatic but i'd rather not die to no, yeah, <laughs> not to
1: be dramatic yeah not to be dramatic
0: Uh, what's like the sweet is there any sweet breakfast item you enjoy maybe not in the morning
1: so i actually saw i actually saw this this um yeah clearly i'm spending great time on instagram about um (laughs) you get a million dollars and two out of these food items you can never have again and it was like tacos bacon sushi and donuts and i'm like i don't need two of those food items anyways this is like the best thing
0: ever oh yeah that would be Um, no problem what would you pick the only one i would really need to keep is sushi
1: Oh jeez, I would I would kill sushi, kill donuts, easy.
0: Seriously, Can't sushi. Oh, I know. I'm I'm, I'm judged. That's why that's
1: why I moved away from San Francisco. Actually, I was judged too hard. And
0: yeah. I understand why yeah. you left. Frankly, yeah. <laughs> get out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, after like the third experience, if like no no no, you just have to try this sushi place. <laughs>
0: my mom doesn't like sushi either and i've tried i've yeah. done the same thing with her i've been like okay but maybe you just need to try a different role yeah
1: yeah to be fair i didn't really like seafood and then i kind of was like as long as it's cooked it's actually pretty fucking good and then maybe i'll get there in a few years but but yeah so for me going back the original point was donuts also overrated food item yeah back to like things people eat for breakfast that are sweet I could- yeah donuts are terrible um what else do people eat muffins donuts are terrible are
0: ter- well whoa, whoa, whoa. muffins are not terrible wait okay this There's, is another yeah. hill i might die on yeah how do you feel about scones
1: i've never had i guess i've <gasps> had a scone it's just like the entire genre of, the, of like that of that food is not interesting i don't um, think we I, can lump
0: scones yeah. in with the rest i think scones yeah. are one of the most superior pastries they're a perfect treat and they're not yeah. too sweet by the way
1: yeah, but like in the morning, or would you have them at a more appropriate time?
0: I think you and I are similar in that I can't have yeah. any sugar in the morning. So yeah. this would be like if I were going to coffee with a friend, and I might indulge in a scone. It would yeah. be I would say to them like, "Ooh, I'm going to get a scone." Yeah. Like it it's yeah. not an everyday thing, but yeah. it would be like yeah. an exciting moment for me. Yeah,
1: I would I would tend to pass on the entire all the baked goods. No baked goods. Wow.
0: Okay. That's yeah. wow. Yeah. That's a lot to handle. Maybe,
1: maybe maybe this is more than a tiny hill. Yeah. <laughs> this is, Suddenly turned into at least a medium size. Yeah, this
0: is, you're dying on the full food pyramid right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you grew up in Oman. Were you there your whole childhood? And then when did you come to the States?
1: Yeah, so it was it's a third culture kind of life. I was born in India, never mm-hmm. lived in India. And you're told you identify Indian, but it's weird because you never lived there. I grew up in Oman in the Middle East, which is a really quiet, almost boring, but really nice place to grow mm-hmm. up. Was there age zero to 17 and moved here for college, so oh, really? the first time I was really here was college.
0: Oh wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. So was there anything that your family did growing up in Oman that at the time you thought was normal and then later you realized that's not something any other family does? We
1: were not allowed to wear white. It oh. was weird. Well, not there's no like major reason. My mom just didn't let us buy white clothes cuz she did, thought we'd ruin them.
0: No white clothing at all.
1: No white clothing, no white furniture. So my first act of rebellion was to buy a lot of white clothes when I went to college.
0: Wow. But
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Look
0: at this guy, Big yeah, Rebel. Right,
1: right. Um, so yeah, that was probably one of the one of the stranger things.
0: Does on. your mom know now that you wear white clothing?
1: Yeah, I've given her so much shit. I was like, Do you really think the risk of like like you can clean white clothes? Yeah, at this point, I've given her a lot of a lot of trouble, a lot of grief for that.
0: I'm sure. But now you're in charge of cleaning your clothes. So maybe she doesn't care so much.
1: She doesn't care so much. I think also as parents, you kind of reach a point as she has reached where you realize that your children learn to reject your thoughts and opinions. Like you can have them and they can just be like, actually, mom, I disagree. And here's why. And there's nothing they can do about it.
0: Yeah, I totally get that. Speaking of clothing, is there any sort of fad, and it could be fashion, it could be workout, any sort of cultural thing that you look back on participating in now that makes you a little cringy?
1: Yeah, so I don't know why I thought that, but I really, like, would wear my pants super, super low for, like, years of my life.
0: Wow. Like, wow. all the way.
1: Yeah, it's not a good look at all. It's not a good look at all. So I'll, I'll tell you, there's recently talking to someone that I met when I was 18 years old. He's a partner at a venture fund, whatever. And he's like, do you remember how you were dressed the first time I met you? And I was like, no. He's like, you were 18 years old. I was I was in college at the time. I'd gone to meet him for a meeting in San Francisco, very official. And he's like, your ass was hanging out. Like, you oh my were, God. like I could see your underwear and you're just like, he's like, I don't know if you thought it was fashionable. And I was like, who the hell is this kid? But yeah, apparently I, I did that because oh I thought that was a good, that was God. a good aesthetic. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, <laughs> uh, That's outrageous.
1: It's not a good look too. Like, and not only that, like that with the oversized t-shirt, it's like, dude, who, who are you? Who are you trying to be? Yeah. But Yeah.
0: That um, I, wow, I told, I love yeah. that that person remembered you as that guy. Yeah, that,
1: that was the distinctive, that was a distinct, <laughs> one distinctive memory he had. It's
0: great. I, I can't believe that didn't hold you back.
1: <laughs> shockingly, right? Shockingly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's um, amazing. Yeah, they probably thought I was eccentric or something.
0: You know what? That's true. In Silicon yeah. Valley, you're rewarded for being... Yeah, the weirder the <laughs> weirder
1: you are, right? They're like, yeah. oh, he probably is really smart, which is why he's doing this shit.
0: For sure. Um, the worse you yeah. dress, the better you are at coding. That's what I've been taught.
1: But what's funny is I actually did not recall that. I thought that phase ended in high school, but obviously it did not. So Little carryover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I also had a huge, like, ugly jewelry phase, like, big, blingy chain. This was high school. This, this, this ended, thankfully, in high school, but yes.
0: Okay, this is a lot to take in. So, are, were the two ever combined? Was it ever yeah. big jewelry? Really? Low pants? Who were it, your it inspirations? Had to have been. <laughs> I don't
1: know, right? I guess in general, like our pop culture was still similar to the pop culture here, just delayed five years (laughs) is typically how it worked. Yeah. No idea. I think, I think it, it, again, it probably seemed like an act of rebellion Mm. um, because we were always told in school not to do that. So all you want to do is do that.
0: That is so funny because I went to school with a dress code for every year of school growing up, had a serious dress code where you couldn't wear jeans. You in fact could not wear pants that had a patch pocket because it was a characteristic of a. All things like that. And to be honest, like, I don't think that that made me want to rebel at all. If anything, I think that I've always dressed differently from people I work with because of that dress code, like to work at the startup I've worked for. I showed up to work in blazers for, for, I've worn a blazer to work for like most of my time at the company. Wow.
1: Wow. Yeah. Our, our school was an Indian school, which meant like we had like a very strict uniform. Um, and just weird things. Like every Tuesday, we had an inspection where they would check our nails. <gasps> they would check to see if we had a handkerchief. Um, a handkerchief? See- Don't ask me why. This is all so arbitrary.
0: For what? For sneezing?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so, so arbitrary. Um, yeah, they would check my hair. They're like, if your hair was short enough. I still remember there was a one time when... I got into trouble because whatever, my hair was slightly long or it was mm-hmm. like cut the wrong way. And the dude, the principal got so pissed. He called my dad to school and my because dad. Just, your
0: hair? Yes.
1: Yes. I don't understand what kind of militant environment they were fostering. And again, these are things you think that are normal when you grow up. And it's only you look back and you're like, that, that was strange. Totally. But my dad basically came to school and just berated him being like, how arbitrary is this? Like, how is this the most important thing in your life? And yeah, after that, I was like, cool, I guess I can do whatever I want. Cause dad's on my side. That's great. I uh, love
0: that your dad had your back. My mom said that when she was in high school, a band was not permitted to play at their school because the lead singer had long hair and it was a Catholic school. And so what she did is she wrote like an op-ed for the school newspaper that basically said, so you're telling me that if Jesus wanted to come play at our school, yeah. we would say oh, no? that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Isn't that great?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing.
0: I know. I was like, it's pretty good, mom. Okay. So here's a question for you. What makes you laugh?
1: Maybe this is goes back to the bully part, but less so. But I think I have a, a fairly caustic sense of humor.
0: Caustic. Ooh. Okay. Yeah.
1: Trying to find a better word than trolly, but like I enjoy like trolly things. I mean, it's something that I've had to tone down a little bit as, you know, work has gotten bigger. But I think one of my love languages or whatever is making fun of people Mm. in a, in a, it's not a mean way, but like that's sort of where I derive humor from. It's sort of just always been who I have been even since I was young and my way of being playful is making fun of people. And I think that's, that has tended to, then my humor, fortunately or unfortunately, has not changed with time. (laughs)
0: I do think that if you have a close relationship with somebody and you can tease them a little bit, there is an intimacy there because you both know that at the other end of this like little jab or this little tease is a foundation of love.
1: Yep. Absolutely. I I mean, in general, it's how it is. I also think like so much male bonding is prefaced on that. Mm -hmm. on just giving each other shit constantly, like Mm -hmm. consistently, um, that a lot of, you know, my close friendships were sort of built on that.
0: Do you know your Myers-Briggs type?
1: I do because we had a fun leadership team activity where we're like, hey, we don't really really talk to each other. So
0: (laughs) let's
1: all sit down in a room and take a test and figure out who we are and how to communicate.
0: And how did you feel about that?
1: (laughs) I I actually thought it was a good exercise. Not necessarily because I think Myers-Briggs is the single most valid thing in the world, Mm -hmm. I also have a personal disdain for personality tests because of the three years that I built personality quizzes for a living. I wrote personality quizzes for a living for about three years. Yeah. And I just found a way to, I forget what it's called, but I think the Barnum effect or something where you can basically write something generic enough where it applies to everyone. But Myers-Briggs, we did that. And I think it was a good exercise because it just got people to talk more about themselves, talk about what they like, what they dislike. And in a lot of ways, I think it's smoothened out a lot of relationships where people realize like, oh, so-and-so isn't necessarily like mean to me. They're just terrible at this in general.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Do you know your type?
1: Yeah, I'm an ENFP.
0: ENFP. I'm an ENFJ.
1: Nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, I thrive in chaos. Definitely. Definitely a strong P here. Um, The E was borderline. I think the others were pretty strong.
0: Okay. I think my E was like off the chart. I think yeah. it was like there's no yeah. question.
1: <laughs> yeah. I would never derive major decisions off this, but I thought it was a good I thought it was a good exercise. It strengthened our leadership team.
0: We did that recently for Enneagrams. Do you know your Enneagram number?
1: I, I do not know. Um do you know yours? Yeah, I'm a three. Yeah. I I have no idea. That's the, that's the one that I've heard about, but we never, we've never done it probably for our next activity.
0: You should, I think it's cool. I mean, for exactly the reason you mentioned, I find tests like this interesting, not because I think this is the be all end all. This is who I am, but I love the conversations that it kind of opens up and it gives you a different framework to kind of view yourself within.
1: Yep. I I agree with that.
0: Okay. Well, if you take that, let me know what your type is. I kind of feel, I wonder, I don't know. Can you guess? I don't know. I don't know enough about the nuances of some of the other ones. I just have a... F- I feel like you might also be a three. The yeah. three is called the achiever. Yeah. It just... I get maybe a three vibe. But maybe that's because I'm a three. three yeah. So that's the one yeah. that I know you're about. Maybe you're projecting. <laughs> I'm probably projecting. I don't know what the options are. So... I'll send you some info. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, what about astrological sign? Do you care about that stuff?
1: I don't. I mean, I've like been in lots of situations where people around me have cared about it? I really? personally don't. Yeah. I mean, I still remember like in like not even high school, middle school the girl, my girlfriend quotations mm. being like our sun signs are compatible and I was like, "Really?" Oh. <laughs> so there, I used to have like been, I've been a an unwilling participant sure. um in it. I also recently really learned that there was also a moon sign as a thing. Like it's, you just don't have one sign. You have two signs or apparently I think there
0: are, I I am not an astrology expert at all. I have one friend who is really into it, who I love, respect and trust very much. So I just listen to her, but then I don't, I basically don't trust anything else because there's too much out there on the internet. And then similarly, when I was in middle school, I started like a school newspaper with my friend for a little bit, for some reason, I don't know. And I wrote horoscopes that were completely fake. Similar to you that's, doing yeah, personality yeah, which, quizzes, I'm yeah, kind of yep, like, yep. okay, I know what it was like for me at age twelve to write these fake horoscopes. How different are the ones that I'm seeing online? You know, yeah,
1: so I think we have a lot of people in our company that I shall not name that take this stuff pretty seriously. <laughs> you know, this uh, is a
0: podcast that's released that's publicly, fi- right? Yeah, this is that, not that's just fine, like for fine. my personal <laughs> reference. Okay. That's fine. That's
1: fine. They're like, well, we can accurately guess someone's sign. And I was like, oh. wow, this is a fun game. Let's try this. Yeah. Um, and we tried this on a couple of people. Didn't didn't quite work out. But yeah. that's when I realized that it may not be their sun sign. It may be their moon sign. And wow. I was like, holy shit, everyone has two signs, not one. And that's when I'm like, okay, this is this has either gotten too complicated or the whole thing is a scam.
0: <laughs> uh, I think that there might be more than just the two, by the way.
1: They're it's multidimensional. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm pretty sure they're... it's like it can rise (laughs) in one and then it sets in another i'm not sure We'll we'll ask my friend elizabeth
1: (laughs) and how is that related to mercury being in retrograde or not is that great question separate but related yeah
0: separate but certainly related i don't remember a time when mercury hasn't been in retrograde it feels like it's constantly there i'm not bad
1: right retrograde retrograde is bad
0: I think that that's bad. I don't know. Nobody listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. But I that that you now know as much as I know about astrology. Other than that, I personally am a Capricorn.
1: Yep, I'm an Aquarius. I don't know. I've I'm not a huge participant in it. But as I said, it's if I tell people that, I'll be like, oh, such typical Aquarian energy. Oh,
0: oh, I get that all the t- <laughs> all the time. People are telling me I'm such a Capricorn. I don't know that that's ever been levied against me in a positive way. People are not like oh my God, you are such a Capricorn. People are like, you are such a Capricorn. And I'm like, that sounds like an insult. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever made any big decisions based on any of these things? Astrology, personality types? No.
1: I mean, again, all my decisions are very, very instinctive. Maybe that's a person... I mean, maybe that is a trait of my personality type. Like in that, I do believe I my decisions are never founded in logic and reason and smart. Really? Thought. They're like, they're like pure emotion. Yeah, yeah. So in that sense, like I read part of the Mars, i like, yep, that makes, that makes sense. So I always have made emotional decisions. Um, but that's not the same as like making decision because the sun lined up or the moon right.
0: were in the right
1: <laughs> place or whatever.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Your middle school girlfriend might disagree. It sounds like yeah, that was might, really,
1: she might, but yeah, I like, I've always been an emotional decision maker and I, At this point, I tend to think of it as a strength um, versus like, I could never do the whole like cold calculated, like weighing the pros and cons. I'll just be like, yep, I'm doing that and then regret it or whatever.
0: Sure. Yeah. Because sometimes you can make the calculated decision and it still kind of goes left, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I also think a lot of people make the illusion of them making a calculated decision just to feel more in control. They'll make the same emotional decision two weeks later, but think they've, they've like thought it through.
0: I kind of back into decisions sometimes where I know what my gut is telling me and then I'll logic myself into yeah. believing that is correct.
1: Yep. Uh, I mean, you've seen people's like search results, right? A lot of people will not search for the answer to a question they will search for supporting evidence to what they believe is the answer. Oh to my the God, question. I didn't
0: know that. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's how I know sometimes you're, I'm wrong about something when like there's just Bad links. The links are just like not from good authorities.
0: Totally. Or there's one link, and it's to a Reddit forum, and it's someone really passionate fighting for your argument, and you're like, Ooh, yep. I'm yeah, a... yeah, yeah, Okay. That's exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Do
0: you meditate?
1: I do not. I've tried like four times. Every time mm. it's been great. I just don't know why I don't do it. Then for another year.
0: When was the last time you tried?
1: About a year and a half ago, I read a book on like Buddhism and how great it is. I'm like, mm. yes, this is who I want to become. Mm. I want to like want nothing. I want to like self-actualize. But then I did it once. It was great and never did it again.
0: <laughs> I mean, that all sounds fantastic. Sign me up. How long did you try it for before you were like, eh, this isn't for me?
1: Like the, I think I meditated for whatever, 10 minutes or something. I, I love the idea of it. It's the same thing as like morning routines. Everyone online has amazing morning routines. And I love the idea of it. I'm like, it sounds fantastic. But then mm-hmm. I just, it just I'm, I don't have that kind of discipline in my life.
0: I don't know that everyone online has amazing morning routines, but I do know that a lot of people like to talk about having amazing morning routines, Yeah, you know?
1: I like stumble out of bed, check my phone, (laughs) like check my messages, do every single thing wrong. And I feel like I I could become a meditator. It's just Mm -hmm. like, it sounds amazing. I just haven't gotten there yet. Are you a meditator?
0: I, uh, I, uh, I don't know how if to, I should say yes or no. I, because, <laughs> so I used to be very not able to meditate at all. And even the idea yeah. of it made me very like, like, you know, someone would be like, why don't yeah. you try meditation? Yeah. And I would be like, because I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like that for a long time. And then I was like, there are so many benefits to this. According to literally everybody, apparently I'm just going to do it for three minutes a day. And when I broke it down into that, I was then able to get up to five, 10, 15, and I really enjoyed it. But now I also do a little yoga every day and it feels duplicative to do yoga, savasana, and then also meditate. And then it starts to feel like I have this self-actualization checklist. And I'm just like, okay, this is totally defeating (laughs) the purpose. Also other activities can be very meditative as well. So like I write a lot, for example. Do you have anything like that where it feels meditative even though it's not technically meditation?
1: I, I mean, I like, again, going to the gym and like lifting weights by myself, like hate classes, could never do that. But I do find that activity to be very meditative and helpful to my center of self or whatever.
0: Totally. Um, Do you listen to music when you work out?
1: I do sometimes. uh, I don't have to, like, it's not necessarily a prerequisite. You don't have to? I don't have to. It's not a prerequisite. A lot of times it's literally me being alone with my thoughts. It's like calming, it's peaceful. And obviously there are moments of intensity where like all your mind can think of is like, don't let this fall and look right. an idiot. don't let this fall don't let this fall <laughs> yeah which is why i like enjoy it and i don't like working out with people like for me it's like an individual sure. this is me hanging out with myself time um so i prefer that i don't know if yeah that is meditative but yeah i couldn't meditate which is another reason i wouldn't be accepted in san francisco anymore
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true you've actually yeah so far two strikes yeah. we'll see yeah. if we can get yeah. a third yeah yeah um, i'm like really shocked at the idea that you can work out without music I need it i need like loud fast interesting music music really influences my mood i
1: probably couldn't run without it running it truly sucks and it's terrible yeah um, so i probably couldn't run without music
0: every step is bad running every that's, step is bad yeah yeah,
1: yeah like all, all you're thinking about or sometimes it stops being painful and it's just boring and then it goes back to being painful but that's all i can think point. of is i'm so bored i'm so bored i'm so bored this is boring mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. boring that's my internal monologue but you running. keep going only when i have to like there always has to be some kind of peer pressure for running like running is not something i'll do for myself like like we had like our 10 people from our company were like let's run a half marathon i'm like it's terrible but sure so for that (laughs) we did it but by myself i wouldn't run
0: okay i like that you said yes to that
1: (laughs) we were drunk oh there we go this is not
0: running a half marathon is not something i could commit to casually i would have to train
1: we were, we were probably four old fashioned in at that point. And at that point I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> this is like four months in the future. Great. Oh,
0: four months. Okay. I could maybe get on board. Yeah, it
1: wasn't like, oh, we want to run a half marathon Saturday. Yeah.
0: I don't know. People be doing things. I don't understand yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. when it comes to running. Here's a question. Do you believe in ghosts?
1: I do not believe in ghosts anymore.
0: Anymore. <laughs> anymore. Tell me.
1: I mean as a kid as a kid you tend to I don't know, I, I read a lot as a child, especially in mean, like lots of like fantastical books of creatures and characters and all Ooh. that stuff. So as a kid as a kid I believe in it and my mom still does. My mom is convinced that our house back home. Actually we just moved to the house before that I was in the presence of ghosts. So we've we've had
0: really? this- so yeah. when when she would say like a ghost, what kind of a ghost does she believe in, or what kind of haunting does she think is in your house? So
1: I think the acoustics in our house were a little kind of wonky. So mm-hmm. there were always like sounds and stuff, and there were okay. like it sounded like doors opening and closing. Oh. Uh, and my mom's like, "Oh, they're back," and I was they're like, back. "Who's back?" <laughs> Who? I was like, "Who's who's back, mom?" She's like, "You know, like the, the ghost or whatever," and I was like, "You're just gonna like like you're calm, like whatever." Yeah. And She's like, "Yeah, yeah." They mean well. They're friendly.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> like, a oh, Jesus per. Christ.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, we have these frequent frequent debates. My mom also believes in the afterlife. Okay. Um, and the Hindu idea of reincarnation, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. no matter what, everyone gets reincarnated into some being. But, like, yeah. if you're good, you'll be born as a human. If you're not good, you'll be born as some lesser animal or whatever. Right. Um, which I've interrogated my mom consistently, at which point... Like, I would always, like, try and use reason and science to convince her why she's wrong. Like,
0: Yeah, how'd that go?
1: <laughs> it starts out well. I would be like, what's the limit? Like, can can I be bacteria? Is it, like, do, is multi-celled organisms? Is it mammals? Oh, is my it God. Where, where does the line?" And then she's like, she's, she's thinking, she's engaging. And then she's like, mammals. And I was like, do you <laughs> think the number of mammals in this world are finite? Like, mm-hmm. like, or is it ever increasing or is it flat or is it going down? At which point you would be like, shut up, just shut up.
0: Yeah. Like, How old were you when these conversations would occur?
1: Last year, two oh years ago.
0: Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> I was picturing you as like a twerpy little 12 year old wearing no, these like low ass no, twerp- jeans just being like, oh really? Torpy little 29 year old. <laughs> uh, You're listening to non-technical, but you may be super technical. You might love to code, even on evenings and weekends, but hey, you're still human, right? Worklife builds and backs low-code and no-code tools for people who can code. I mean, who doesn't love finding ways to make work easier and life a little less stressful? Worklife has backed Mux, WorkOS, Daily.co, Supabase, actually dozens of technical tools that power better video experiences, faster streaming, and new ways to build video games, websites, and more. Worklife life backs technical teams building the future of media, entertainment, and well, all types of events and experiences online. Sign up for updates at worklife.vc. Anker, we've come to a very exciting section of the podcast a classic lightning round. Are you ready?
1: <laughs> yeah, <I'm> ready.
0: <laughs> awesome. Coffee or tea?
1: Coffee.
0: How do you take it?
1: Milk, no sugar.
0: Ooh, what kind of milk? What I
1: mean it depends on temperature. If if the coffee's really hot and I want to get mm-hmm. it to a good temperature, milk. Yeah. If temperature is irrelevant. Half
0: and half. Oh really? And so we're talking yeah. like milk from a cow. Yes, that's what
1: milk is. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can't. Oh man, <laughs> We've I, yeah,
0: Strike three. Strike three. You are I'm never not, allowed I'm back not. in the bay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the other thing i like oat and almond beverages or they're be- beverages but the word milk cannot be used to describe them I,
0: I am pretty sure for some of them you have to call it a milk like m y l k yeah yeah
1: because it's yeah so yes actual actual dairy i mean again I, hinduism we like worship cows because they give us milk so the idea of like hindu vegans make no sense but
0: oh interesting what a hot take yeah. yeah. um ios or android ios all, all day, every day?
1: All day. I think it's, it's almost like a sin if someone... Like, I talk less to people that don't have iOS. Or, if, <laughs> or if, like, if you meet a girl and she has an Android phone, I'm like, well, guess it's time to move on. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Oh, my God. I'm so excited to hear you yeah. say that because I've said that to a friend of mine before, and they were horrified.
1: Techs, green text are a deal breaker. I can do it. It's like it's like moving to a different borough. Yep. Yeah, yep. seriously. It's yeah. like, ooh, that's yeah. a type of long distance yeah. I'm super yeah. not interested in yeah. doing.
0: Um, have you ever read a book twice? And if so, which book?
1: Uh, I read... I mean, this is when I was young. I read the Harry Potters multiple times. Yeah. Like, in the, in the build-up to one of them. Like, I think I might have... Maybe before Five came out, I read the whole series twice.
0: Oh, yeah. I think I did, too. Yeah. I mean, I've read yeah. that series a few times. Do you have a favorite of them?
1: I... Probably two or three. I never even read seven, by the way, because at what? some point, at some point in between, there was so long between the books came out that I went from super fan to I don't care. You've lost. No. My attention. Oh yeah. my god.
0: It, okay, it's time to read book seven. Yeah. Do you?
1: I, I mean, I'd have to start from one. I can't. No, remember you
0: just hop right in. Hop right I, in.
1: I do think from what I remember, two was I enjoyed two a lot. I think two was my favorite. From what two I is excellent. Yeah.
0: I mean, I do you have a Kindle? I mean, how can we get you book seven? I cannot believe that you could get six sevenths of the way through a series and not complete it.
1: Do you know how long she took it? I mean, I'm sure you know, but there was a mu- period of multiple years, also like formative years in my life where like distractions are there, things happen. That was also the time in my life I basically stopped reading. I like went through six mm. or seven years of my life where I just stopped reading in between, wow. culminating with the end of book six to like college or whatever. But
0: you do a lot of reading now right?
1: I do a lot of reading now. Yeah. Is yeah. Harry Potter
0: book seven even on the list? I'd have to start with...
1: I can't remember anything. And I feel like I already know like some of the things that happen at the end. Someone major dies, right? Don't tell oh me God, who someone I'm major not, dies. I would yeah. never
0: tell you who. Yeah. Okay. Two ideas and then we'll move on. Okay. One idea is why don't you listen to some of the audiobooks during your workouts? Because apparently you don't need music.
1: I zone out. can't do audiobooks. <sighs>
0: okay. All right. Second idea. What if you watched yeah. movies one through six? And then that's, read the seventh That's actually book.
1: not a bad idea. Yeah, that's not a bad idea.
0: Not a bad idea? Yeah, I'll yeah, take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to follow up on that. Um, yeah. Actually, speaking of music, do you have a pump-up song? Like a go-to, here we go song that gets you uh, amped up?
1: Yeah, it used to be it used to be eight mile for the longest time, and <laughs> uh, and then it became Starboy.
0: When so. you say eight mile, do you mean lose like lose yourself? Lose,
1: lose yourself, lose yourself. Yeah.
0: Okay, just clarifying. Used to lose yourself
1: for the longest time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, we all knew the answer was lose yourself. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to
1: clarify. <laughs> it used to be it used to be lose yourself, and then it became Starboy at some point.
0: Okay, and you're a big fan of The Weeknd, right?
1: Yeah, I think he's the greatest artist of our generation.
0: Greatest artist of our generation is a big accolade.
1: I don't think it's big enough for him, to be You to don't be think so? I don't think so. Do
0: you think he's going to... His star's on the rise?
1: I think his star's on the rise. Um, I mean, I think his star's on the rise in terms of like... Oh, God, I'm going to sound like such a douchebag. I, was gonna I say a cannot star is on the rise wait. In, terms of, in terms of mainstream appreciation, I think his star oh! will only keep increasing. <laughs> <laughs> so much of music in which you form is like the associations and memories. Um and I still remember listening to him way back. I think it was like 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea who he was. And we were like, this is really, really good. And since then, yeah, I've listened to everything. I think he is the artist of our generation. Not, not even kidding. So
0: He had a song that became a TikTok meme. What, what do we call a popular TikTok
1: audio clip? I have no idea. I don't even know which song, which song this is.
0: Blinding not, Lights?
1: Blinding Lights, yeah. Blinding Lights has been, and it's nowhere near his best, but it's been in the top. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been in the, it's been in the global top 10 for like 40 weeks now or something. Really? It's crazy. Yeah. But no, Starboys, Starboys right now, but still my pump up song.
0: Nice. Um, yeah. What would you title your memoir?
1: Um, I don't have an exact title, but it would entail one of these two words um one of the words is pronoia which i love as a word it's the idea that the universe is conspiring on your behalf so the opposite of paranoia so it's like it's like leaving late for a flight but like knowing the flight will be delayed so you'll get on
0: wow which
1: yeah it's a i feel like either that word or the other word is like a hindi word called jugad g -G j-u-g-a-a-d which again i love it You know, some words can't be literally translated, but again, it's basically doing something to find a way no matter what. I think the Oxford Dictionary definition is like a frugal hack, but it's not quite that. Mm. But it's like, oh, we're faced with this problem and be like, do some jagar, like go, go fucking figure it out and like come up with some way of doing it. Like I live my life by a lot of those things, which drives a lot of people around me completely insane. But yeah, I would. I don't have a title, but it would entail one, or, one, of, or one of those words.
0: Wow, I love that. I didn't know about either of those words, yeah. and I love the idea of your memoir being some combination of the two because they're such yeah. interesting concepts. Yeah, pro I really love because sometimes it is like jumping and knowing the universe is going to catch you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's I like the that. This is a paranoia. Um, and yeah, that's how I live my life.
0: Wow, that is beautiful. Look at this. Okay, good people, uh, good listeners of non-technical. Thank you again to Anker Nagpal for joining us today. If you liked our show, go ahead and throw a five-star review on iTunes. But I have a request. My preference is that your review contains as much corp speak or tech lingo as possible. And I will read my favorite one on the next episode. Uh, in the meantime, Anker, where can people find you
1: uh twitter is probably the the best place it's just my full name on kernal paul
0: fantastic okay and if you want to find me i'm at yay alexis gay on twitter and instagram until next time bye bye bye